Festival podcast, the podcast where we connect old movies to new. That's this a new one. Uh, yeah. That's a new starting line. You know, we're going to, we're, we're going to, new year. New year. First one. Uh, fresh things are on the horizon for us. Uh, we'll tell you more about the fresh things on the horizon mm-hmm. on the next episode of Snack Time. That's right. Uh, th- by the way. Fresh snacks on snack time. Yeah, we've raw, gone raw. raw. Yeah. We've gone raw <laughs> exactly. on snack time. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all happening over there at snack time. And so um, this week we're going to be talking about the Maze Runner, the Death Cure, the third Maze Runner movie, the third Ma- Maze Runner movie, and possibly the last. Yeah, who know? Who can say? I mean, look. I did no research. It's January. There's time. No, <laughs> that's not what I was saying. <laughs> it's January, and so um, studios are looking to dump their movies into theaters. Well, they just want to get rid of the things that weren't good enough for the summer before the next summer comes up. That's right. That's what's going on. Uh, yes, so and this is garbage time. Or, well, is it garbage time? Is that what you're I saying? I will say that it is garbage time, in my opinion. Okay. You know that that it is uh, known to me to be a. Um, a bit of a dumping ground for um, franchise films. That sure. Yeah. And so so basically what a studio will do, again, this is – I'm not a studio head, so I don't actually share this strategy with them, but this is what – You shouldn't share strategies with any studio heads. <laughs> this is what I have noticed is that mm, they all kind of stake out their own weekend, mm-hmm. and they just plop their – failed <laughs> franchise movie. Uh-huh. It's January 3rd. Right. And, and so, and then so like January 3rd, everybody else stays off that weekend because they know, oh, you know, there are, there is an audience for the Maze Runner films. And this is the last one. So people are going to come out to see it. So I'm not going to cloud the rest of that weekend by putting my movie in. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's yeah. the inference that I have made, uh, incorrect or correct. Only box office receipts will tell. Yes, surely no one has studied this or knows this information that's cold. Right. So yeah. it's a good thing we're on the case. Woo-hoo. Um, and there's so a, there's there's good movies in the theater right now. Though. There's good movies in the theater, and that that's another thing that <laughs> that that's another thing that goes into this kind of Moneyball esque analysis of of how exactly to get the most out of your box office receipts Mm -hmm. is that it's like oh i know that it's going to be the fifth or the sixth week for ladybird (laughs) i was gonna say star wars oh yeah sure (laughs) so that did well right and so since that those receipts are starting to trail off you put something else in and yeah uh that's that's kind of how it goes and us just sitting back and watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just seeing who's putting what where. And right. Maze Runner's falling. It's Maze Runner's time. It is. But it's not out yet. It's not out yet, so we don't know if it's any good. It could be brilliant. Have you seen the other Maze Runners? No, I have not. That's all I got to say about Maze Runners. <laughs> the first two. That's fair enough. Oh, uh, I'll be I'll be courteous and ask you, have you seen no. the other? Okay. No, no. <laughs> uh, I know, but I, you know, like, they fall... Anyways, finish the intro. No, please. Uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at the trailer for the Maze Runner 
the death cure uh and we're going to tell you the movie's the death cure <laughs> since we haven't seen it we can't tell you much about it we can only tell you what the trailer reminds us of mm-hmm. and so that's what we're going to do we're going to tell you a couple movies that that trailer reminds us of we're going to recommend those to you if you haven't seen them you should get caught up and it's possible that you've seen both of these movies yeah uh certainly no shame in that but if you haven't <laughs> No shame. There's no shame in that no, either. No, yeah. Shame-free. Shame-free <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's right. We are we are not a uh, view-shaming podcast. No. Yeah. And so uh, we, should, we recommend that you do check them out before going to see The Maze Runner, The Death Cure. On the Living Room Film Festival <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who put us here? We don't know. We don't know. What if we were sent here for a reason? You're so close to the truth. Don't you want to know why this all happened? Three years we spent behind walls trying to break out, and now we want to break back in. I get shotgun. You can't save everyone, Thomas. I can try. When the hell does it stop? It stops when we find a cure. There is no cure! Hang on! Thomas, you can save your friends, or you can save us all. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. This is an exciting time. I hope that there's people that are... There's going to be somebody two years from now, and it's not going to be the New Year. It will be. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> it will be Shut down I- indeed a new fact. year. <laughs> yep. Anyways, uh, it's the first one of the year, and it's still blockbuster time, apparently. It is, yeah. Uh, and it's going to be this way for a couple weeks. Like, we're going to see... Um, a bizarro world blockbuster kind of you know uh thing play out. Uh, there's gonna be a couple big, big movies that, as we said in the intro, the um studios decided not to either put at the end of the year or uh in the summer. Uh, both are are generally known as kind of blockbuster areas, um, mm-hmm. of the year. And so, uh, the one that we have this week is The Maze Runner, The Death Cure. I'm ready. Okay, good. Uh, it's reminded us of a couple movies. It's a good trailer. It's action-packed. There's a lot of movement. Um, I There's a lot of movement. In <laughs> there is. There is. There There's is. a lot of action. There's a lot of movement. In, in, um, I actually watched two trailers uh, for this one. Uh, the one that we just watched a moment ago was a lot brighter. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first one that I watched had had a lot more blacks, sepia tone, like kind of. It was uh, a lot more muted color, um, and this also uh, focused. This last trailer we just watched focused more on the action than on the mystery of what is the death cure and mm-hmm. why is it doing mm-hmm. the death curing. The death cure really didn't come up until the last few seconds of That's the trailer. Right. It yeah. was just like. Check out this crazy heist. Right. Check out 
this crazy city. They're going to invade it. They broke out of it. I don't. It, they mm-hmm. did a good job of making Parkour. you not care that you hadn't seen the previous two. I, I think, think a lot of that trailer right is trying to be like, just jump on, Let's look have at the fun. action. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. I know you were busy watching Divergent and Hunger Games. We spent no. money on this. Yeah. I assure you. It's interesting. Because like that kind of thing. I literally, Maze Runner ha- had evaded my... Oh, it, it flew under your radar. My radar, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's because it was crowded with all of the, uh, you know, the Hunger Games, the Divergent, the, that space of mm-hmm. child rebel overthrows yes. oppressive government. Dystopian... Uh, dystopian future yeah, right. and like a i think that's a popular thing in the first place and then like it is politics being what they are you know tend to activate younger people uh, and i think that gets extra exciting if you're like 13 and you can't actually contribute these things are very exciting to read yes uh, yeah and um, that's also an age when not just uh with regard to the political current political landscape but uh you're just in a more rebellious yeah, mode. Right. And so the idea that we are now living in a world that has been torn down so it can be rebuilt is very exciting uh-huh. to, to a teenage uh-huh. The girl who owned a city type person. of thing. Uh, but I was going to say yeah. that now that those two are done, Divergent Hunger Games are yeah. well, they're well cooked and mm. eaten, that this is the last one. I don't know of any other sequence of movies uh, quite like this right now, so I think they might be dumping a lot more into advertising, knowing that like it's th- it's the lone survivor in that space at the moment. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that unless I will just come. missed it, I'm sure that something will come. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting too that they've had like um, Jennifer Lawrence, like. Uh, Who's the other one? Uh, in Divergent? Yes. Uh, Shailene know. Woodley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sha- Shailene Woodley. Uh, so, like, these kind of... Before she got the Hunger Games job, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was kind of a popular indie uh, teen actor. Huh. She, yeah. She had been in a couple of indie movies, and she had done really good work. Uh, most uh, recently before... The Hunger Games series was Winter's Bone. I don't know it. Okay, uh, <laughs> so she, you know, made that, and uh, people said, "Oh, she's this fantastic actor. Let's give her this big franchise and and this thing." And it really paid off. Yep, that was a good choice. Uh, with her, Shailene Woodley, too. Um, I'm sure that Haley Steinfeld at some point will get her own. Like, it, it's just gonna. That's yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Um, because it's the currently successful model. Yeah, uh, right, and it's working. Right, and uh, and you know that's that's fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. It doesn't lend itself to creativity, but that's not what everyone is interested in producing. Is something creative? No, no, they're not. Which is um, you know, fine too. But yeah. like, we chose creative movies to speak about. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um. Definitely, uh, you know, movies that are—they were big hits. Uh, I, I don't want to. Yeah, these weren't indie flicks. No, yeah, I, I don't want to pretend like we are going to blow your mind with either of those, uh, either of the choices that we have. Um, but there are movies that have uh, definitely a unique style, and 
a unique voice deal with their subject matter in ways that um, hadn't really happened before and changed the way that uh, yeah. came a- they, they, they were dealt with when uh, after. Yes, and so um, the two movies that we're going to be talking about today are 28 Days Later and Children of Men. Uh, I will be uh, bringing 28 Days Later, and I'll tell you a little bit about that picture. Um, and w- we're going to try not to get into spoilers too much, but, you know. I mean, it is like 14 years old. If you already have seen it. Catch you know, up, y'all. Yeah. If you ha- have not no seen shame. it. No, no shame. No, 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 no shame. No, 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 no shame. No, 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 no. You should see this movie. You know, yeah, watch it. And also, let us spoil it. It's not going to really matter. No, you're going to love it. Yep. You're going to have a great time. Um, movies are about the journey. Exactly. Except, oddly, for um, Never Ending Story. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's about the con- conclusion. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. So, uh, 28 Days Later um, was co-written and directed by Danny Boyle. Um, I love Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle's great. All right. Agreed. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. Uh, although, have you seen his uh, sequel to Train Spotting? What did he do? It came out this year. Oh, I didn't see the second Train Spotting. Yeah, T2 Train Spotting. Is, is it quite poor? Mm, I didn't care for it. Uh, it took the. Is there a follow up novel? There is a follow up novel. It's something completely different. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different thing. Um, the follow-up to the novel is called Porno, um, and it is about uh, Mark Renton, the... Uh, the Ewan McGregor. The Ewan McGregor character, uh, moving to Amsterdam after... It's a good location for him. Yeah. Nice place to get clean and settle down. Exactly. After um, stealing... Yeah, money everybody's at money. End, at the end of the first yeah, train spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and a lot of the picture, I- or excuse me, a lot of the novel is set in Amsterdam mm-hmm. um, because he's kind of found out and you know, he's on the run. Um, this, the movie version, um, is about uh, Mark coming back to Scotland and... Um, and the characters are arranged kind of in different ways. Uh, and where they go, plot-wise, will be a surprise to you, even if you've read the, the sequel book. The ah, porno. So it's just yeah. brand new. So uh, T2, train spotting. Uh, didn't really care for it. I think that there were a couple instances where the where characters ended up were satisfying, but the movie experience itself was pretty bland for me. Okay. Yeah. Is it the same people? Same, all the same actors. Begbie's in there. Begbie, Francis Begbie. Right. Yeah, Robert Carlyle. I give it a spin. Francis Begbie. Yeah, you should. Uh, Robert Carlyle's great. Robert Carlyle. He's in. Oh, that's wonderful. Twenty-eight days later. He is not. No, he's in twenty-eight weeks later though. Twenty-eight weeks later. That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, he is in the sequel. Um, however, Danny Boyle did direct Twenty-eight Days Later, uh, and that's the movie that we're talking about here. Uh, this is kind of the movie that brought us. Cillian Murphy, at least in the United States. Uh, it oh, was God, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. It was not a name that I had been aware of really before uh, before 28 Days Later. And that really helped uh, the structure of the movie because you're thrust into this uh, situation, the same situation that the main character is thrust into. And 
if it were uh, a known actor, I think it would be a little bit harder to divorce yourself from what you had seen him in before and therefore make the danger uh, slightly less real. Um, uh, why? Because you don't necessarily know that, like, you don't because know this person as a star, so it's possible that he dies right away. Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, possible that he dies. Wha- so how does it start? What's the opening okay. uh, situation so here real quick? So the way in which it opens. High, high level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is is that Cillian Murphy wakes up in a hospital bed. Um, he, you know, there's no, expl- I'm sure, sure he knows why, but yeah. there's no explanation of how he got there. Um, but he's in a room by himself, and things are in disarray. Uh, he goes out into the hall. No one in the hall. Mm. Starts walking down the hall. Can't find another living soul. How about the lights? The, all of the lights. On? The yeah. lights are on? Uh, yeah. Okay. Makes a big difference in the empty hospital scene. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, these lights are on uh, still. Um, and... What we find out is that uh, there has been a basic breakdown of of services, and it's this is all due to a virus called the Rage Virus. Yep. Um, and it turns into what, uh, in cinematic language, is generally a, a, a zombie movie. Right. Right. It's a zombie movie. It is, uh, but it's l- unlike other zombie movies that you've seen before. These zombies move, move fast, you but know. But like, yeah. So, uh, but Silly Murphy's character is like stuck C- in the Cillian hospital. Silly Murphy is, yeah, exactly. And then, and then he, wa- he he first his first reaction is, how exciting is this that I'm you know is uh, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone? <laughs> I've I've made my family disappear. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, that that is his first. Like he, you know, comes across a vending machine, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to take yeah, everything right. out of this vending machine." <laughs> uh, and he kind of lives out that fantasy, you know. And oh, that's another thing that allows you to kind of put yourself in into this movie is that he reacts constantly in reasonable ways. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you know, in in understandable non-movie-like ways. Right. He's not elbowing glass open immediately and all this stuff. Right. Okay, yeah. So like I think your point is made there. Like it's right. it's interesting to like you're here, who is this person? I don't know. Might as well be you. It's very easy to lose yourself. Whereas Bruce Willis, right. I know he ain't dying. Yep. And I expect a certain air of confidence. Or even you and McGregor. You know, yeah. Um, you go. Well, I've seen you and McGregor charm his way out of, you know, um, I don't know, whatever, being strapped to a bomb before. Yeah. Why can't he charm his way out of yeah. getting bitten by a zombie? Um, yes. And so, uh, along the way, uh, he does meet up with other humans, um, but the the danger of infection is constant. Yes, and th- so it's the fast zombie. This is the first fast zombie movie, right? I think so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're very fast. They're very fast. They're they're driven by rage, and that that so that's another thing too is the movie doesn't spend a whole lot of time explaining. Well, no, this is not real. What it is, <laughs> and when why it is. Um, I really, you know, around that time, I started thinking I really want to see a zombie movie where. Somebody is like, 
well, but what, uh, you know, what is it? What's going on? Yeah, that on? would be great, actually. And, like then, and then an- another person is like, I don't care. I don't even care. Like, you can stay here and try to figure that out. I'm going to run. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? literally show that argument. Happen. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to find out what it is, <laughs> by all means. All right. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Here in this lab. And in this movie, the rules are it infects you pretty much instantly. Yes. And you turn Seconds. and you immediately rage and attack and you've got unlimited energy and you're very strong. Yep. And you're very fast. Superhuman strength, superhuman speed, um, and, and uh, impervious to pain. One drop of blood yeah. to get in your body and you're infected. Mm-hmm. It's pretty scary shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a super accelerated virus in that it inf- infects you totally within seconds. And it's great. It's a great movie. Oh my gosh, uh, Brendan Gleeson! Great, Brendan Gleeson, so good, all <laughs> over the place. So good. Um, Cillian Murphy is wonderful. Uh, Christopher Eccleston pops up mm-hmm. in a cameo. Mm-hmm. It's really good. There's a helicopter. There, there's a awesome helicopter in it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I like the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like a bunch of grungy noise. Yeah, no, I can't recall. There's, oh, there's this great like. Um, I I don't know if it's like a Harrods, but it's like one of those uh, department store, grocery yeah, store right kind of things. And uh, after the this main group kind of bands together, they decide that they're going to loot a grocery store. And as they're shopping, uh, there's this song by a band called Granddaddy. And oh, I love it. Oh, I yeah. love Granddaddy, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's this beautiful shimmery lo-fi song and i just i remember even just watching it the first time i remember sitting there and falling in love with that song yeah yeah and um one of those things where you can't divorce yourself the sound from the image and you know it's just really really neat um but there's other there's other stuff in there and uh, certainly um danny boyle is a director who is music conscious Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, he's certainly aware of what he's doing uh, with music to, to create moods. Um, yeah, so I, it's a total recommend. I won't uh, let the cat out of the bag where it uh, ends up, but no, I will tell you that there is a sequel. There's a sequel. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm waiting for 28 months later. My God. Well, you're going to have to wait even longer. They're skipping straight to years. You know, he's talked about it. Danny Boyle has talked. I mean, why not, right? Like yes. He's still kicking it. Yes. What year will that be? Talk about it. What year was this movie? Ooh, it's a great question. Well, we'll maybe figure it out later. Yeah. Uh, and uh, while I start looking that up, why don't you tell us uh, what movie you're recommending? Yeah, I want to talk about the Children of Men. Mm-hmm. It's actually just Children of Men. There's no definite article. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. So Children of Men is a dystopian future film. Uh, the plot of which is that people have stopped having the ability to get pregnant. 2002 was 28 Days Later. All right, 2030. And just so that we can, yeah, exactly. Uh, just for argument's sake, 2006 is Children of Men. Yeah, but I'm, there's no argument. That's a, We agree. Okay. We agree. Um, where was I? Children of Men, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, uh, Alfonso Cuaron, who I don't know. Do uh-huh. I know? What else yeah, has he got yeah, going probably. on? Probably. Um, he uh, directed the third uh, Harry Potter movie. 
That's when they started getting good. Mm, he directed E Tu Mama Tambien. Oh, then I definitely know him. Okay. I definitely know <laughs> E Tu Mama Tambien. That yeah. came out when I worked at Blockbuster. Okay. Um, how much better is Harry Potter 3 than the first two? You know, my favorite is the... Uh, we can actually have this conversation. My yeah. F- my favorite is the fifth one. Sure. Um, what happens in the fifth one? Uh, that's the one with Imelda Staunton as uh, Dolores Umbridge. Uh, there. What's d- Dolores Umbridge? What's she do? It's called uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. That okay, tells okay, you okay. Tells you where they are. She's the new lady of the house who's tearing tearing everything up. Yeah, Dolores yeah, yeah. Umbridge. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right on. I Wearing gotcha. pink. And yeah, 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 I got you. Oh, it's great. I'm up on you. I'm uh, up on. <laughs> I'm up on Harry Potter. Of course. I've seen these movies. So many of the good, good. <laughs> Me too. So many of the Mike Lee stable of actors are um, involved in the Harry Potter series. I just think that's really, really awesome because Mike Lee is like this independent, you know, um, British filmmaker who tends to do these largely like improvised or um, even, you know, he uses the same stable of actors again and again and again. Um, allows them to the space you know they need to create their characters and stuff jim broadbent works on a lot um david Thewlis, uh about the staunton uh all these folks and um i had seen uh imelda staunton in this movie vera drake before um harry potter and the order of the phoenix and it's a it's just a very different yeah it's a very different character <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow she's good <laughs> yeah yeah she's really good yeah um, but we're talking, sorry, about... Uh, no, I mean, well, let's talk... I think... Let's give the people what they want. Okay, yeah, let's yeah, Let's turn yeah, it into exactly. Harry Potter. So, so, but Al- Alfonso Cuaron um, directed the third one, and and that's the um, one that, quote-unquote, cinephiles say is the best one. The third. Is the third one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think largely because it was this independent know foreign art film maker yeah. that, that got the job um i i just i like the fifth one better yeah that's <laughs> but like you know you're not trashing the third one nope yeah they're very good after yeah. the first two which kind of suck <laughs> sorry sorry chris columbus <laughs> yeah can't he can't makes children's movies, and th- those two are supposed to be children's movies. Yeah, that's movies, actually, I should almost give very them successful children's their movies. They're due for that, because, like, really just the source material starts to change its tone. Yeah. and But I'll tell you what, uh, I have watched the eight Harry Potter movies quite a lot, and there's something at the end of the second one, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, that every time I watch it, it really, really, really irks me. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> So it's like probably the oh, the closing shot of the movie. Um, it's after you know um, all of the Chamber of Secrecy stuff happens. But uh, spoilers for Harry Potter and the Chamber yeah, of Secrets. They open it. <laughs> the Chamber of Secrets is open. No, but <coughs> Hagrid is accused um, of opening the Chamber of Secrets before, and so he's actually arrested and sent to Azkaban uh-huh. prison for a while, which. <laughs> being children's movies, they don't show at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just like, eh, he's gone. He's going away to the bad people place. Right. And so at the end of the movie, because um, of everything that's exposed throughout the course of the film, uh, Hagrid is released from Azkaban. And the closing shot is of um, Hagrid coming back. 
And so Hagrid comes back in the Great Hall, and he lumbers down, and he si- stands in front of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Okay? And he, like, nods to Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's like, yeah, good, good thing you got out of that jail. You know, that's yeah. nice. But he's like, it's all thanks to you lot. You know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And then everyone in the school stands up, and cheers the that Hagrid's Hagrid back. is back, and the you know it, it's it's this great, wonderful high note to end the movie on, and and Hagrid kind of smiles shyly at the kids like oh, oh everybody loves me. Uh-huh. That is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that those kids can fly on brooms, <laughs> but I do not believe that. Ninety percent of that school cares about the groundskeeper. No, right? Yeah, these are mostly rich kids. <laughs> yes. Right? Like I don't know about it's mostly, a but school. It's, right, it's a boarding school, right? Like yes. I guess it's just if you're magic or not. But like seriously, he's the creepy giant. Yes. That hangs out with the weird kid uh-huh. who all the prophecies are about. Right. And like I don't want anything to do. There's a bunch. Of, I want to see There's a Harry so Potter much story wrong with that that's like about. <laughs> The kids that are just trying to get through school. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the me's of the Harry Potter uh-huh. school of like, I just want to get Yeah, bees. the Justin Finch Finchleys. Yeah. yeah. Just like, let me skate through and like not be noticed and be like, Jesus, why are these kids always, always in the middle of it all? You know what? I'll be honest with you and I'll say, I, th- this is really diverging into a Harry Potter <laughs> podcast <laughs> discussion now, but, but I'll be honest with you and say, reading the books, I really thought that. It was going to end up being Neville, who was the chosen one, because they did have that kind of thing where mm. it's like Harry and Neville both fit the prophecy, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought, how brilliant would it be of J.R.R. Tolkien to write this whole series about Harry Potter and the blah blah blah? He didn't. He he didn't. <laughs> J.R.R. Did Tolkien. Did I say J.R.R. Yeah, Tolkien? I, I, yeah. <laughs> when you said he didn't, I was I like, oh, what did I say? Yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling yeah. to write this whole, you know, series. About Harry, yeah. Harry Potter and the blah blah blahs, and then have ha- uh, have Neville be the kid who that's actually much better than what force. she did. Oh, stop it! I think <laughs> it's not. I mean, if anyone disagrees, write, write us. Write us. Yeah, uh, I don't know that there's anyone in the world that has strong <laughs> opinions about Harry Potter. So <laughs> <laughs> seems unlikely. Yeah, uh, and that would be writing us at Joe at the l r f f podcast dot com. I think I've sealed my own fate. Yeah, but. Uh, but that that's just one man's opinion. Uh I think that the Harry Potter books are fine. Yeah, but that part's some straight up bullshit. <laughs> oh, the in the second movie. Yeah. So the second movie, that ending is saying goodbye to Chris Columbus. Like that is what that And is. all the kids are cheering. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, "Oh, what a great time we had. We don't know if we're going to make another one of these movies." Yeah. But they're like <laughs> The biggest thing. The biggest thing ever. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that really galled me. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Why is there an assembly? The they were felon, just ha- is, no, the felon they were, is coming back? They were just having dinner. Oh. Everybody's just having dinner. and Comes in walking like a homeless guy. Hagrid <laughs> walks in in rags. Fresh off of like a straight out of several prison. months of horrifying soul torture. torture yeah. Mind exactly. torture. It's bad. Anyways. That's all the time we have, but Children of Men is also very good. And uh, Joe is laughing so incredibly hard 
and the fact that he's r- right out of the ending, you know, sudden end to his torture session, yeah. a giant homeless man has been thrown in front of a bunch of cheering Smiling kids. Smiling shyly. <laughs> just like, ah, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like the horrors. And nobody, like, pulls him aside. None of the other teachers pull him aside. Just like, <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, like, oh, my God. To get away from him, he's so traumatized. Yes. And then he doesn't even really mention it in the other ones. Mm-mm. Hagrid's just a tough SOB. Man. Dude, what have him and Dumbledore been through? Bad stuff. They, they've, they've seen some bad There's stuff. There's some bad. I want, like, the, magic. the dark <laughs> parts of Dumbledore and Hagrid's early lives together. I think you're going to get it. Bad magic. Bad <laughs> magic. I think you're going to get it, though. Give I think they're going to continue to make Harry Potter universe movies. That'd be uh, awesome. You know, like the Just Star like Wars out universe. Of contr- yeah, but like I want, like, in that equation, I want, like, Han and yeah. Chewbacca, like, getting up oh, to crazy it. Oh, Crazy Nights. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. smoking crack yeah. and, like, doing whatever else is going right. on on these in planets. In Cambodia. Yeah. Or the space equivalent. Yeah, space so. equivalent. <laughs> I mean, uh, the planet Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah, just the worst. Right. I mean, if you announced a seven-film Han Chewbacca series Mm -hmm. that was before they met Luke. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, I'm excited about the. Can I? Do I get money for that? What I just did there. That's billions of dollars just waiting to happen. I'm excited for the Han Solo prequel movie with all the. Oh, that's right. They're already doing it. Yeah, but they're probably not having this spin on it. Imagine Chewbacca like doing the line. By the way, I know that Ewoks don't grow up to be (laughs) (laughs) Wookiees. Yeah, I was just making a joke. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) don't write us about that (laughs) one. Please, (laughs) please. But the part when Chewbacca had the orgy with all of the Ewoks. Right, I know they're both on Kashik, but yeah, that's not a thing. (laughs) Anyways, um, what do we got? A minute left to talk about children. Children of men. Um. Clive Owen, mm-hmm. against all odds, from being a reckless alcoholic, really on a mission to like look out for his own good, stumbles onto um, the world's only pregnant woman. Right, and it's and been so a decade plus. There you go, thirteen yeah, years, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, it's been like, uh, yeah, exactly, more so than a decade. The world has lost faith in itself and humanity, and has lost the ability to have new children. Yes, and thus has lost right. faith, and thus has you know begun to collapse. Because what's mm-hmm. the point? Um, because people are compelled to build the future for their children, as opposed mm-hmm. to make it as good as possible for themselves. For some reason, hard to understand. Right. Um, but yeah. So and they're going to be this last generation. They they were even celebrating the the baby, you know, the world's the final, baby. Yeah, yeah, the youngest baby. And then doesn't right. the world's youngest person dies up sure. top? Uh, and I you know further depressing. And then through this quick sequence of events, he's kind of dragged from point to point, and he runs into the world's last pregnant lady. Mm-hmm. And this is an overwhelming fact, and they're part of, like, right. the resistance. And they don't get really into the politics of it, really. That I, no. I don't really – they don't really explain, like, who's right or who's wrong or who's on which side. There doesn't even really appear to be a them that you know exactly who they are. Yeah, yeah, right. No, Nobody's trying to – uh, all that they're trying to do is to bring this baby to term, you know, to protect. And it's a woman. rough world. There's like right. bombs going off, as you'd imagine, you know, like just pointless terrorist bombs. Right. Um, and so there's there's uh, there's constant. Uh, actually, there's constant threat of infection. Mm-hmm, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're 
checking people for specific diseases and, and stuff like that at checkpoints. Um, and yeah. And so it's an escort mission. Yeah. As, as we've talked a little bit about on this podcast, uh, about before. Yeah. Right. It's the video game, uh, trope of an escort mission where they have to help this woman deliver this baby. They have to protect her until she does. Um, great performances by Michael Caine, yeah, uh, and everyone, everyone yep. is very good. Even Julianne Moore. No, come on, <laughs> Julianne Moore is wonderful. You should see Safe. If okay. you haven't seen, you should see Todd Haynes' Safe. All right. Um, Julianne Moore is great. Uh, and Clive Owen is wonderful. He's so good. He's a really good. Where's actor. he been? Uh, he's been doing the Nick with uh, Soderbergh. What's on, that on television? Oh, really? It's a uh, it's a turn of the century, you know, twentieth century. Um, set story about the Knickerbocker Hospital, which is a hospital in New York City, and he plays this surgeon, Doctor Mark Green. Doctor, <laughs> I don't think that's his name. His name is John something or other. But um, he plays this surgeon who um is a a brilliant surgeon, sure, who's constantly innovating, um. Different ways to cut you up. Medical, both, uh, yeah, both medical procedures and uh, implements. Mm. Like he's, wor- you know, he's working on the best forceps or whatever. And he is also uh, an opium addict. Sure. Right. And so that's. And that's this is uh, just a television show. Just a television show. Yeah. In the way that Soderbergh directs it. <laughs> yeah, Soderbergh direct. It's a no. It's a made-for-TV. Television series for Cinemax, oh. so it's uh, premium, you know, premium channel. Premium thing. content. I think it's ten episodes uh, per season, two seasons. One of those. Soderbergh has directed every episode. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, he's. I mean, you know, he's a very driven, retired man. Yeah. <laughs> Soderbergh. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we got we got really deep into it. Children of Men is has all right. Let's just skip through to the end of all of Children of Men, which is so good, and you should see it. It's very compelling the whole time, and like it's truly just very, very, very good, mm-hmm. and like leaves you kind of breathless in how it ends. Yeah, it's it's always exciting. It's a world that looks very lived in. Which yeah, and is I don't awesome. mean to. Yeah, it's not breathless like roller coaster all the way. Like not like that, no. but like just like wow, that was really something. And it ends with fifteen. How long is it? The shot. Oh, I, I think it's only like three minutes, 25 seconds or something. It's, it's not a... Is su- that it? Yeah. Okay. It's not a super long But they go shot. a long way. But so there's a long... And the camera moves. Shot. W- yeah, the, the, they must move. I don't know. They're moving the whole time, walking mm-hmm. forward and then upstairs and down a building and tight quarters. And like there's a war going on around mm-hmm. them, a battle. There's a car chase. And oh, so maybe it is longer than the camera never stops right. and you don't never necessarily cut. notice it at first. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it starts to become aware of it. And then as this battle is happening and this is, is it spoiling it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's fine. We're gonna. Yeah. So as the battle the is happening um, and all this chaos is going on and, and there's literally people dying all over the place. Finally, some people, soldiers become aware there's a pregnant woman near them mm-hmm. and they, everyone just stops. And slowly the battle itself just stops, mm-hmm. and they just walk out of it as everyone just calmly, quietly 
lets them walk away. Right. And it's peaceful. It's just pretty stunning. Yeah. It's really good. See Rec- it. Recommend. I recommend. Top marks for <laughs> children men. Top Rotten Tomatoes has a 93%. I didn't know that. It's great. I mean, I'm not surprised. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I heard, I, I first, I saw Granddaddy at the Aragon Ballroom okay. opening up for Coldplay before Coldplay's first album came out. How was that? Col- uh, I saw Coldplay actually once. pretty good. I, I liked Col- Coldplay then. They nailed it. <laughs> I saw Coldplay once. I'll tell you the story off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Extras secrets. That's right. All right, that's uh, it. This is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and so that is the Maze Runner, the Death Cure. We're recommending 28 Days Later and Children of Men. Harry Potter 3 and 5. <laughs> See them all. Bye. No. What? See them all. See them all. At the same time. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you will set up four television screens. Uh-huh. Minimum a Zyrica. Zyrica, uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Uh, yes, see those movies and then head out and see uh, The Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Hartenstein. I didn't do that at the beginning. This is Eric Peterson. I'm Eric Peterson. That's right. Uh, we appreciate you listening. You can find more episodes of our show at thelrffpodcast.com. And you can like, subscribe, and comment us on iTunes. We're available on iTunes or anywhere you get podcasts. We would really appreciate if you'd give us some love. You can write us at joe at thelrffpodcast.com. And please do. We love hearing from you. That's all we have this week. I can confirm that. I have, I have nothing else to offer. Bye. Bye. <laughs>